I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about emotional neglect. Now, this is a really important topic uh, because when we're neglected, it leaves a huge impact on us. Oh, terrible. And oftentimes we don't even realize it. But there's a good chance that many of the people that you have in your life that especially those that have an avoidant attachment style, were neglected in their childhood. You may even know their parents and think, but their parents were so great and so nice and they seemed like such great people. Well, that doesn't mean that they were attentive caregivers. That's right. Maybe they worked a lot. Maybe they had to be sent to a daycare. Uh, who knows what the situation is? Maybe mom just had another baby. Well, you know, close to this one and she's overwhelmed. Yeah. All kinds of things can happen. Yep. And we're not sitting here trying to point fingers at the parents and no. blame because that really doesn't do any good. We're focused on understanding it because through the understanding, we can make changes and grow. Right. Because we have to work through our own particular issues. Now, if you're dating somebody or have dated somebody that is avoidant, you can almost guarantee that they were neglected. Absolutely, you can. So, Margaret's got some great information today on emotional neglect. And this is going to be really helpful because there's a good chance that you know people right now that have been neglected seriously in their life. Well, as Craig just said, if you're avoidant, of course you've been neglected. And if you're anxious, you were neglected some of the time. Yes. If you're anxious, your needs got met sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you're avoidant, they very rarely got met. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about the parents. And the other thing is the childhood emotional neglect, neglect is sort of a vague thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't see a lot written about it, and that's why I kind of pounced on this article when I saw it. But if your parents, for whatever reason, are not emotionally available to you, it really is a form of neglect. They don't mean it, but it happens. Yeah. And it can create long-lasting wounds that often are not detected. You have to ask somebody. Um, and sometimes you have to ask three different ways. Um, in fact, many times, those feelings of worthlessness and defectiveness that children feel aren't imposed by parents who mean harm to their child. Mm -hmm. Parents often don't do it on purpose. They if, might think that, oh, you're supposed to let the baby cry it out. Otherwise, right. they'll be spoiled because their mother told them a million times. But that's really the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. And certainly when I was growing up, that was absolutely the theory. You can't spoil an infant. Yeah. No. Yep. And my, my daughter, probably around a year old, maybe even a little sooner, could already soothe herself with, it's okay, I've talked about my son, right. but now my daughter, you know, she's two, and she says all the time, almost immediately, if she starts crying about something, to herself, out loud, it's okay, 
it's okay, and calms herself right Isn't down. Isn't that wonderful? That's yeah. a skill we definitely want to teach. Yeah. Because many, many people have no idea how to calm themselves down. But you have to get it initially from a parent. Okay? Yeah. Um, so anyway, there are four different kinds of parenting styles that can lead to your child feeling worthless or defective. And you have to remember always, children blame themselves for everything. Yeah. Okay? Anything that goes wrong. I say, till I came along, things were better. Right? Yeah. Okay. First is authoritarian parents. They want their children to follow the rules, but have very little time or inclination to listen to their child's feelings or needs. Okay? So they want to be sure you didn't get in trouble in school and you did all your homework and you got A's, but they're never going to worry about what kind of a mood you're in. If you're upset about anything, if you look sad, they're not going to notice. Yeah. They're just interested in having you follow the rules. And I just recently talked with someone who had a really poignant version of that. Okay? Um, permissive parents. They have a very laid-back attitude toward child-rearing, but they may be too laid-back, which may let children do what they want and fend for themselves. Yeah. Okay? This can lead to children feeling as though they aren't worthy of the, their parents' time. Yeah. And in the future, they may feel unworthy of their romantic partner's time as well. And I, I had somebody say to me just recently, at one point he said, I asked my mother why she didn't do anything when I got in trouble. Um, I didn't get in trouble with her. She didn't tell me how I ought to have behaved. Mm -hmm. She didn't care about me. Okay, so kids who are left just to sort of do as they please oftentimes feel unloved. The trick is always a combination of limit setting and caring. Okay? Yeah. So if you don't set limits with kids, they think you don't care. All right? And many people don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. Narcissistic parents. They feel as though the world and their children revolve around them, placing their own needs and desires above those of their children. Adults who are raised by narcissistic parents may always allow their partner's needs and wants to overshadow their own. Okay? So if you grew up with somebody who never had any interest in your needs, you can end up treating your partner the same way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, if you have a narcissistic mother, you're going to be in real trouble. Yes, you are. Um, because she was always more concerned about her feelings than yours. Sometimes she might be concerned about yours, and then she might smother you and go back to being totally unconcerned. Yeah. And if you want to make a kid crazy, be loving one minute and ignore them the next. Okay? They feel as though, even the mother feels as though they are not worthy of having their own needs met. And that's what happens if you grow up with narcissistic parents or one narcissistic parent. You learn quickly that your needs don't count. Yeah. Okay? Um, when really it should be a, about the child's needs. Absolutely. I mean, they just are constantly... Right. Needing love and attention. Yep. And you cannot overdo it. You cannot, no matter what they tell you about spoiling. Spoiling is a whole other thing. It's not that. All right. Perfectionist parents shudder. They always believe their children need to do better, which can lead to their child believing they are inadequate, 
even after accomplishing something good. Yeah. You know, the famous example is I came home with, you know, three A's and an A minus, and they want to know why I didn't get an A in the subject where I got the A minus. Yeah, but they didn't do anything to help you get those A's. No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Other than terrify you. That's right. Um, but some people think that's the only motivation, you know. So having perfectionist parents is no joke. Um, so you don't get credit even when you do something good. Adults who were raised by perfectionist parents may also believe they are never enough for their partners, placing themselves at a lower level, causing imbalance in their relationships. So if your report card was never good enough for your parents, you yourself may feel not enough, not good enough um, for their partner. Okay? Which one do you think would be the worst, Craig? Narcissistic. I think so, too. I think so, too. Because children learn their value from their parents. Okay? Yeah. Um, and if you grow up with a narcissistic person, the message is always, my needs are important, yours are not. You are here to serve me. You are here to make me feel better when I'm sad. You're here to make me laugh. You're here to do all of these things for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that is probably the most destructive. And overall, I hear often about busy families, you know, where both parents worked, where there might have been several children, and no one talks to the kids. They don't have time. Latchkey kids. Latchkey kids, yeah. 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 So all of these things are worth thinking about. Yeah, And oftentimes we grow up thinking that what happened in our family is what happened in everyone's family. And that's not always the case at all. No. And it's helpful to think about what your parents were like, what the people that you're dating's parents are like. Absolutely. Because it's going to give you an understanding of the struggles that they have, like the examples we gave here. Exactly. Exactly. Helpful stuff to think about in your pursuit of growth. Right? Right. Absolutely. And deciding what kind of parent you want to be. That's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point. So what would be the best kind? The Emotionally attuned. Emotionally attuned. And as the child gets older, able to let them go and be independent. Yep. You know? Um, you have to love them and let them go. Very hard for many people. Yeah. All right. All right. Give Margaret a thumbs up for this one on the research. And of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. Margaret, of course, is available for Skype coaching. If you think I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.